Thanks for listening to this Ave Maria radio podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends and family and across social media. Building the church so we can bless the nations. This is Ave Maria radio. back everybody crest in the afternoon you know when i first started in apologetics uh, some 20 some years ago uh, the new age movement was huge and it seemed to have disappeared but new age spirituality and all sorts of new age thought has survived and so i'm really pleased to uh, announce our next guest who is brian mercier brian is a professional catholic speaker he's also a radio host and an author uh he has spoken to adults and teens for nearly 20 years on tv and radio and he just wrote a new book it's called counterfeit spirituality exposing the false gods put out by our sunday visitor and brian welcome to crescent in the afternoon thank you so much so glad to be here yeah this is i i love your book because like i said the new age movement kind of became part of the culture you don't really see it much but a lot of its thoughts and spirituality has kind of seeped into, you know, our Catholic life. Absolutely. And I think that's what people need to realize is that it's kind of everywhere, <laughs> even in the church itself. Uh, I've seen it even among uh, retreat centers that are said to be Catholic retreat centers. A lot of them are infested with New Age teaching, and innocent and unsuspecting Catholics don't even realize it. Uh, you might find it in your parish, you know, similar programs or certain practices you might find in your parish, or you might find uh, New Age books while people are seeking to find God and they're seeking to find a different spirituality. They might go to a bookstore or an airport, you know, wherever the local books are, and they might come across some books that have a lot of false, counterfeit spirituality within them. And unless we are trained to discern the differences, we're going to have a hard time. And I, from experience, Gary, many people do have a hard time recognizing the counterfeit. I've had so many Catholics say, hey, you should read this book, or you should check out this author, or you should watch this video. And when I do, they present things that are against the Catholic faith. And many of these Catholics are good Catholics, and they can't even detect the differences. I suppose it's like a counterfeit dollar bill versus a regular dollar bill unless you're trained to spot the difference it's probably going to look the same for many people yeah and that's one of the things about new age is that it uses christian sometimes even catholic terminology but the meaning is completely different isn't it 100 percent uh many of the most popular authors like eckhart tolle uh Rhonda Byrne with the book The Secret or A Course in Miracles, Deepak Chopra, many of the top books that line the best-selling uh, books in this country, they are filled with Christian language, God, Jesus, angels, spirituality, forgiveness, atonement, heaven, Christ, and many other things, but they're not Christian in the least, and in fact, they're anti-Christian, and they have non-Christian meanings, and this can be confusing for Catholics who are just trying to seek uh, deeper spirituality, and it says, oh, well, it's talking about forgiveness, I need to work on that, but they don't look at the source itself to see if it's reliable and to see if it's actually from Jesus. For example, just one example, The Course in Miracles. That was a book written by Helen Shookman over seven years, and it was delivered to her by a spirit that called itself Jesus. So many people think that it has something to do with Christianity, and Shookman herself 
said and admitted that she never stopped to ask the spirit where it was from, whether it was good or evil. And by the end of her life, she said that the whole book and the whole thing had destroyed her, and it was the worst mistake she ever made. And she realized it was the biggest mistake of her life, and countless Christian lives have been destroyed just by a course in miracles, not to mention many other practices like Reiki and centering prayer and uh, acupuncture and different things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's... uh, Many times you'll hear people say, well, you know, it's just another kind of spirituality. It doesn't really, you know, it it helps me be a better Christian. But, you know, the end result is it's not human flourishing. It's, It's actually pretty disastrous. Well, there are different types of spirituality, but do they lead you closer to the real Jesus, or do they lead you closer to yourself and just making you feel good? Exactly. True spirituality, you know, talks about Christ. It talks about heaven. It talks about our sin, our need for him, redemption. Whereas New Age false spirituality talks about ourselves and how we are God, and we're divine, and we're part of God, and there is no good and evil. There is no dualism. There's no good and bad. We're all just, you know, part of the same fabric, which is divine. And so you just have to get in touch with your true self, your divine self, your God consciousness. And once you do that, you're going to find the happiness that you want. You're going to find the peace that you want. While these self-help books and motivational um, writings really try to propel us toward that, ultimately they fail because it really becomes about us saving us and not about Jesus Christ at all. And it really doesn't even know the real Jesus Christ or his gospel. And many of these books say sin doesn't exist. Hell doesn't exist. Original sin doesn't exist. All things that contradict Jesus and the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the best place to focus, isn't it? It's just on on the the major parts, because like you said, there's all these different techniques. There's all these different books, different meditations. But if any kind of technique or spirituality doesn't affirm the basics, that should be a big red flag, shouldn't it? Absolutely. And that's why I wrote this book, Counterfeit Spirituality, Exposing the False Gods, because so many Catholics couldn't recognize the counterfeit when they come across it. They're eating these books up. They're hungry, which is a good thing. But, but they're eating the wrong thing. You know, some of it's poison. And, you know, one business book I read, you know, said you can try to get to the top of the ladder as quick as you can and beat all your competitors. But if you're climbing the wrong ladder and going up the wrong wall, it doesn't matter how fast you're going and how much work you put in, you're going the wrong way. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing in the spiritual life, too. I mean, I went to a retreat once where it was an eight-hour retreat, and it was given by a Jesuit priest who spoke for eight hours on how to find our divine self. And he gave three ways to do that. One, through yoga, which is a Hindu practice. Two, through Zen Buddhism, which is a Buddhist practice. And three, through Kabbalah, which is a kind of a new agey uh, Jewish mysticism. And there wasn't anything discernibly Catholic on this retreat. And for eight hours, I just sat there watching Catholics soak it up with huge smiles on their faces. Like, I've never learned this before. This is fantastic. And they went away just so happy, but they went away learning everything that was contrary to the faith and nothing that was actually profitable to their souls and would lead them lead them closer to heaven. Yeah, and you do such a great book because uh, work in this book because you dive so deep, you know, into researching uh, these new fads. I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What's probably the most popular thing out there that is uh, false spirituality? 
Oof, that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of big ones. The law of attraction is pretty big. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting into astrology and tarot cards and the occult today. Uh, tons of people are getting into uh, yoga. You know, many people wonder if yoga is okay. You know, is you know, and if we just do it for the exercise. You know, I understand maybe we can't do it for the spirituality, but what if we just do the exercises? Is that okay? You know, so a lot of people have good questions which need to be addressed. Um, another big one is Reiki, um, which is becoming huge uh, in in this country. Uh, tons of people are practicing it. Private practices, hospitals, it's taking over the country, and it's definitely against God. So I would say, you know, astrology, yoga, Reiki are, are three of the biggest ones for sure. Okay. Yeah, so um, what do you focus in the book? Uh, any particular uh, ones uh, or... I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, what, uh, which different, um, do you focus on specific uh, uh, things, techniques, or, um, you know, yeah. give us a little bit of an overview. Sure, yeah, no, the first uh, couple chapters we talk about, well, what is New Age teaching? And since it's the kind of a core of a lot of the practices we have today and we don't even realize it, how do we discern them? What do they look like? What are these teachings? And then we get into the law of attraction, which is basically the human potential movement. You know, if you think of it, you can achieve it. And which there's some truth to it, but ultimately it says that we are God and we can create the universe that we want for ourselves. And there is no God who's going to judge us. So it becomes quite problematic. Mm-hmm. Then we get into uh, astrology and tarot cards, Ouija boards, Wicca, and a lot of the more occult aspects that people might get into. And people might just be, you know, had someone who died and they just might be looking for their father or they might be looking to communicate to somebody on the other side. And they innocently get uh, into these practices. But Padre Pio said, you know, the devil's like a rabid dog tied to a chain. And as long as you don't put yourself in his striking distance, you're safe. But through these practices, many people are putting themselves in his striking distance, which is why many lead to demonic attacks or even possession. Um, after that, we tackle uh, a, a big treatment on yoga because this is one of the most popular topics. And <clears throat> a lot of people have a lot of questions on yoga. And I found that there's been a lot of extremism on both sides. On one side, they have, you know, oh, yoga is fine. You know, it's just exercise, which isn't really accurate. And then on the other side, people will say, oh, yoga is from the devil. And all the, you know, the movements and the postures are from the devil. So it's any movements you do, any stretches you do are from the devil. So we tried to take a in-between logical, rational approach to the subject um, to give a good answer for people. And then we get into Reiki, which is pretty big, centering prayer, enneagrams, labyrinths, and then an assortment of different Eastern Oriental beliefs that people bring up or may encounter from time to time, like Zen or like um, crystals or mindfulness, um, Alex and Ani, Feng Shui, acupuncture, yin-yang, reincarnation, karma, like a lot more. I mean, we try to cover a lot of different topics in this book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, Brian, we have a call, so uh, why don't we go to it? I have a question. Um, welcome to sure. Cresta in the afternoon. Uh, oh, she's not on the air. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, well, here's the question. Uh, you mentioned that yoga is anti-God, and uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, I don't think I said it was anti-God, um, so I'm not sure which part that they heard. Okay. Um, but in general, we do believe that, I, I did say it was a Hindu spirituality. Now, people might say it's not Hindu. It was invented before Hindu. But the reality is, it, you know, whoever invented yoga, it has come down to us over 3,000 years 
through Hindus who kind of created it, evolved it, passed it on down through the ages. And it's been a systematic science of freeing your soul from your body and trying to find what they call samadhi or divine enlightenment. And there's eight stages of yoga. It's kind of like a tree with eight branches. And the exercises or the postures, which are known as asanas, are branch number three. So there's branches before that and there's branches after that. And they get deeper and deeper going into meditation, contemplation, mindfulness, and all the way up to samadhi, which is divine enlightenment. So, the, I mean, for two, three thousand years, this is how yoga was practiced. And this was the meaning of yoga. And only much, 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 much later did the exercises develop and were added onto yoga at a much different date. So that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah, but the bottom is. line is that it's not a Christian spiritual practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, your book is so valuable. And uh, where can people go to get counterfeit spirituality? Well, they can go right to the uh, horse's mouth at our Sunday visitor, uh, or they could go to alternate places like Amazon.com or even Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's on a bunch of different sites. They just need to look up counterfeit spirituality. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said, it's a valuable resource, especially with all these things that, um, you know, they're just part of the culture. It's so easy to get mixed up. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on Crest in the Afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's Brian Mercier. Uh, check out the book at Our Sunday Visitor, uh, Counterfeit Spirituality.